0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Right here on this Friday afternoon, you're listening to 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, and streaming worldwide at irlonestar.com. As always, you can check us out on facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. This is Corey DLG, and with me, as usual, is little brother, Nico. I don't know who that is. I mean, I'm not going to testify against you, so. Oh, then yes, it is me. I think I'm not allowed to because we're partners. Isn't that how it works? Uh, No, but
1: I'm going to say plea the fifth, and as soon as you say my name, you'll be dead outside the courtroom.
0: (laughs) Dang. Mob style. I mean, I respect it. (laughs) It's like I would expect you to do the same. (laughs) Listen, here's how it's going to go for me. I'm going to testify against everyone. I'm getting that juicy government deal. That's fair. If you hear I've ever been arrested, and you and I are co-conspirators and something, just run.
1: That could be any day, Corey. you tell me now?
0: <laughs> just run. The second someone's like, "I think Corey got arrested. Just bolt out of the room as fast as you can.
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, in I know. I'm in my own
0: house. I'm just you
1: know, <laughs> I'm in the car, I just pull over and run out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just start sprinting to nowhere. Throw your cell phone off. They can't track me. Well, we're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm I'm doing well. That was uh, you know, now I know where we stand. Yeah. No, listen. It's not about love or not love. It's about I don't feel like going to jail. Hmm, fair enough.
1: You do you do a really bad
0: job of not doing that. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. You know I uh <laughs> I'm. I've just – I've realized now in my age that, like, there's just more and more things I don't feel like doing, so I'm not going to do them anymore.
1: Yeah. You've, are you telling me you've become more lazy? <laughs> Most
0: lazy. Today – today – oh, God. Today I, I did perhaps the laziest thing I've ever done I was, I, probably my whole life.
1: This is this is groundbreaking stuff. I you told me about this before and I wanted to hear it live. So this is this is not
0: scripted for here. So this is this is peak Cory laziness. I uh Yeah, I went to the grocery store today. Mm-hmm. I parked in the car. All right. And I was sitting there for a minute and I started to like make a mental list of everything I need to get from the grocery store. Yeah. And I literally got overwhelmed sitting there and drove home. That's not even lazy. This is just sad. I was like, okay, I'm going to get some sandwich stuff. I'm going to move for like sandwiches this week. Get some dinner, like some frozen dinners. Get good snackies for during the day and stuff. And And then I went, yeah. Like, like, I reached to turn the car off and get out of the car, and I went, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> so now you just don't eat.
0: Tragic. That's it. That's it. I just don't eat anymore. <laughs> I literally drove home, and the whole drive home was sort of disgusting with myself. and then started trying to talk myself into being like, well, I can always, like, Uber or, like, uh, favor the groceries over. And I was like, yeah, I could, but I'm not going to.
1: Yeah, I'm not convincing myself that this is, in fact, the better decision.
0: Yeah, it's an option. It's just not what I'm going to make.
1: <laughs> yeah, you literally drove to the grocery store to not go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah.
0: Parked and everything.
1: Man. I, that reminds me of one time when, when me and my mom were just so lazy. We we just didn't want to go to the grocery store because she was tired and I hate the store. So we just were like, "Well, guess we're eating random garbage out the pantry today. What we got <laughs> left? Spiral noodles. Guess we're having those. <laughs> what do we have in here? Weird prepackaged stuff. All right, guess we're having that. What do we got left? Some uncooked rice. And, let's, like, make, let's make s- it. Bad leftovers. Guess they're making uncooked rice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's exactly exactly what happened in my brain as I literally went, like, Well, we still got a couple unopened packages of gummy bears. Like, I don't have to. I don't
1: have to get groceries right now. You know, there's at least four saltines in in the vicinity (laughs) of my home.
0: I should be (laughs) fine. But I am, I was out of drinking water because we don't drink the the water from the sink here because we're on a well. Yeah. So, I, I did have to stop at a gas station and buy a jug of, of, of Ozarka, I bought a gallon jug of Ozarka drinking water. Like, alright, this will get me through today, but tomorrow I have to go to the grocery store. So, we'll, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Check back on Monday and see if I have groceries. Just a grocery watch? Because I may not. Hey, are you taking care of yourself? Are you not buying groceries? (laughs) People are going to have to start calling and checking on me. Corey, have you bought groceries recently? No. 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 Okay. (laughs) Did you you drive to the grocery store and then not leave your car? I got
1: closer today than I have in a long
0: time. I almost bought groceries today, man. Look, I turned the car off. I
1: opened the door. Oh, man. I I immediately closed it and turned the car back on, though.
0: Part of it is like getting out of the car. Once I'm out of the car, I feel like getting back in without doing the task is is too lazy. Like that would be embarrassing. But because I didn't get out of the car, it was okay that I didn't. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you didn't turn the car off, you know, technically,
0: never actually even stopped. I I was only sort of. I was. I was stopped. I wasn't parked. Right. Right. For sure. Still awful. (laughs) Yeah, no, easily the, like, easily the laziest thing I've done in probably my whole life.
1: Just, nah. Nah. Like, I've been
0: the last to get up in emergencies. Um, I still remember the one
1: time we recorded, like, and your apartment while, like, the world was ending. Like oh, before yeah. Harvey, it was like this crazy rainstorm had come through and like flooded like all the streets around your house.
0: It took like six routes for y'all to get to me, and like, yeah, it didn't. It didn't even dawn on me. It took you guys too long. That's how mentally lazy I was about it. Like I was like, they'll be fine.
1: And like, it's kind of weird. That's fine. <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't go to work for a week because of that flood. Yeah, because you couldn't go anywhere. You were <laughs> yeah, literally like, surrounded. Trapped in my apartment complex. Funniest thing about that is they, uh, <laughs> so at that job that I had, I had just earned vacation time and I had taken like three days of it already. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you gotta be there a year to get your, your, your time. Right. And then it activates like a month later or whatever. Well, when it activated, I was like, okay, well I'm going to take like a, a long weekend and, and just like a staycation thing. So I took like a Thursday, Friday, Monday type deal. Mm-hmm. And my manager was like, it's kind of wasteful of your days. What if you need them? And I was like, they're my vacation days. Like I need them now. Like the point of getting them after a year is you worked here a year, you earned these, and I was like, so I'm gonna take them he said, all right, so then we get flooded in like a month later, and I only have two days left, and their policy is you can use your sick time and your vacation time to 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 do it, so I've got some sick time, and then I have some vacation time and so uh put it together, and what do you got? not an entire week, no, not like it was like three days, <laughs> and so when I came back. Like, uh, they pulled me aside to tell me that, like, oh, you know, you're, the rest of your time is not going to be covered, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, they were like, well, you shouldn't use your vacation. I was like, I wasn't on vacation. I was trapped in an apartment, blah, blah, blah. And we go around and around for, like, three minutes. And I literally hit, like, a mental road where I was like, I'm so already exhausted. There's no point. Like, <laughs> so the lazy kicked it I went, you know what, man? i will take three days. It's cool. You know what? It's fine. Literally mid conversation about it, I just went, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> my manager kind of looked at me and was like, uh what? I was like, Yeah, it's cool, don't worry about it. He's like, uh and I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't even it's don't even trip. It's cool. We done here? Let me go. All right, I'm I'm gonna head out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit the phones. I'll talk to you guys later. He was like, I don't know what just, like, later that day he pulled me aside and was like, hey, is everything okay? (laughs) I was like, yeah. just literally couldn't muster the energy anymore. (laughs) He was like, I don't really know what to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's all good, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Travel back in time and un- un- rescue me from my apartment? You're gonna speedboat to my house?
0: Yeah, and then I also realized, like, even though I know I'm correct, there's, there's no, they're not gonna be like, you're right, it was an emergency, and blah, blah, blah. So, I was like, they were literally on the television, or on the radio, saying, stay off the road for for most of that week.
1: Right, especially where you were, it, it was legitimately like. You couldn't I, go, and you could literally couldn't go
0: anywhere. I, I even asked them. I said, "Who was it exactly that came in?" and they were, and they named like four people who all live like in the apartments right across the street, basically. And I was like, "They can, they could have swam here." They also could have just walked there because there is no water there, right? Yeah, and they were like, "Well, I mean," I was like, "That's not really a good like." I was like, "Did anyone drive more than ten minutes?" And he was like, "Well, I am not really sure how people commute." Like, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, Dave was here. It's like, yeah, because Dave lives here.
0: He yeah. has to be here. In that office is a cot. <laughs> did he go home? <laughs> like, it was just, it was stupid. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I did, though. I got, to, I went to the grocery store and I went, mm, uh, not today. All right.
1: That's pretty lazy.
0: It's, it felt pretty lazy at the time, but it felt great also.
1: Well, I mean, like, like it's something nice about just being like, not today. We're just gonna we're just gonna go.
0: Yeah. You know what we're gonna do? We're not <laughs> gonna do that today.
1: Not today. Just walks away.
0: <laughs> not today, sucker. <laughs> uh um, all right. So Yeah. What well, uh, um it's Friday again. Big weekend come up, any weekend plans?
1: Uh, I'm finally making my transaction. Picking up Warhammer, so I'm going to now die.
0: That's uh, true. Yeah, you're gonna be a Warhammer junkie now.
1: Yep. Now I have to. I have the. I I did this in the weirdest way possible. Now I have the models. Now I have to figure out how to build an army because <laughs> I have absolutely no idea.
0: I mean, no. Y- yes and no, because like, what you got a really good price. On a I full got, army I got, already. So I like, got an insane
1: deal. I mean, it was still a lot of money. but I mean, for but like Warhammer's so expensive. and Right. Like, orcs, are, about... orcs, are, orcs, are, <laughs> orcs are one of the more expensive armies because you need so many of the little dudes.
0: Well, and just, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, for the average listener, let's say you're a nerd and you don't play Warhammer. So you're like me. Um, right. There's a whole section in your gaming store that has Warhammer stuff up. And so when you look at it, you'll see like a little army. It'll have like six people on it or something. And they will be like all hanging out with flying tank. And it'll be like, it'll be called like the, the afterlife tank unit or something. And you'll be like, that's kind of cool. And it will be $35, $38. Well, that's not a whole army. That's like one unit. And when people play this game, they'll feel like you predetermine the amount of points on the match. But typically from the matches that I've seen, Anywhere between six to eight to twelve units on the field.
1: Yeah, and that can and that can you know vary greatly. Um, So, like the the example I'm giving right now is like so orcs, the army that I'm going to play. So one unit of boys is minimum of ten, but a maximum of (laughs) thirty. And they're only have up to thirty miniatures on one unit. In one little unit, and then that unit, they're only like eight points a model. So <laughs> even at 30, you're looking at like 240 um, points. Yeah, 240 points. And mm-hmm. the competitive, like, tournament scene is 2000 points. Ugh.
0: So, really? like, this is barely a 300 tenth. little guys running around.
1: Right. This is barely a tenth of what you can actually have. Good lord. See, I mean like most people don't run that many boys but I mean theoretically you could
0: <laughs> so what you paid was a lot it was $400 but what you get getting what I'm
1: getting is absolutely insane
0: yeah a ton more like, than that
1: 90 boys and like a bunch of other stuff I don't even know what all's in there I just was Jarek was like this price army and I said you had me at the first word <laughs> <laughs> yeah he for... was he was not a smooth salesman <laughs> For I was... me,
0: it's a steady no dog, but uh I mean you do you. Get excited. I'm happy for you. Get to play more nerd games, but I honestly As I slowly enter the
1: the eventual money pit
0: of my <laughs> life. <laughs> That's alright. We're gonna we're gonna retire bazillionaires, so you can do whatever. That's
1: our... the goal right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> make a make a gozillion dollars.
0: Gozillion. Go show him. Um,
1: Small investment in an Apple company that I never have to worry about money again.
0: I, I would love to be one of those people who got rich accidentally doing something completely unrelated to the rest of their life. Yep. Hey, hey, Martha. The guy next door asked if I want to help invest in his tech company. They make uh, computerized apples. Okay. I'm just okay. going to give him two thousand dollars. I think that's. I think that's. A good amount. <laughs> yeah, nine years it's later, like, he's, he's CFO. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, like
1: twenty years later, he's got like his shares are worth a quarter of a country.
0: Uh, you know what's always interesting that I always think about is, I can't think of his name now, but he's one of the guys. For, he's either from, i think he's from Microsoft. I think he's the other guy from Microsoft. Um. He's the one who owns the Seattle Seahawks and Portland Trailblazers and, and all the other stuff out there. Um, when Microsoft stock is performing well, he's worth more if he'd have never done anything and just kept all of his stock. So, like, he he's divested a, a good portion of his stock and then, like, invested in other companies and does other things and has other industries and things. Um, but, like when they talk about him, they're like, yeah, he'd actually be worth more if he'd have just done nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, no security and, like, all your eggs in one basket, but
0: it's a dang fine basket. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's still one of the the most, uh, one of the nicest baskets in in all of investing. Uh, I just think it's interesting that he could be like, I'm a businessman. And someone's like, actually, if if he'd have done nothing, he'd be worth even more today. You know, if you hadn't conducted all that business, you would have done <laughs> fine. <laughs> In fact, you would have even done better. <laughs> he would have, he'd be richer today than he already is. And the man owns literally two sports franchises. And you're like, oh, okay, well, wow. that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> just imagine, like, you're like doing all this stuff and you're just like, oh, I use business. And then it's like, hey, hey, you're you're worth less now. What? <laughs> well, it's, but uh, I'm, Highly successful multimillionaire with several sports
0: franchises. It's like, yeah, you, you, bad move. Yes, it's not as good as you thought it was. Did um, wild. Did we talk about watching the WeWorks documentary? Did we talk about that on the show? I don't think so. So I watched that the other day, and it's and you said you had also watched it. Yes. Um. So first of all, the concept was really kind of interesting. I liked. I li- really the first half of the documentary, I was like, you know what? This isn't a terrible company the way they're explaining it. Like, makes sense to me. Maybe they're maybe they're too aggressively expanding, but it, it's interesting what they're doing kind of a thing. Right. Um, especially how expensive New York real estate can be. And then just in general, how expensive office space can be. There have been plenty of times when Joey and I have talked about uh, in the early days of Nerd Thug when we talked about expanding in, in like getting a studio and doing more other kinds of projects, but because we would have our own dedicated studio space. But every time we looked at renting any kind of business square footage for anything, it's like the bazillion dollars. It was, it was incredibly overpriced. Um, right, you know, we're
1: talking about Texas versus something like New York or California. Oh, I
0: can't even imagine what it, what it are like. Oh yeah. This four by
1: four room is a uh,
0: six grand a month. Oh, i mean really? not not too too far off from that um but you it, it would be like it would be a rather small office space and it would be eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a month and you're like well on the like on your little ad it says starting at like 300 like where's the 300 office space oh we don't have any of those that was a lie i lied to you <laughs> all right cool thanks thanks for that uh, so like I like that idea, and then the idea of like really nice amenities and stuff like that, like the beer on tap and and you know the different snack bars and stuff like that, like that's a really cool way to kind of help entrepreneurs and, and like the idea that they're communally working and all that. I, I really dug a lot of that. I thought that was really really cool. Um, my, I guess I, I guess I'm not. Uh, I would have been fooled by this guy because I, I really liked what they were doing. The summer camp parties and all that seemed kind of neat. Um, to me, the first red flag. So when you're watching the documentary, at one point, the WeWorks offices now have a barista who's making mm-hmm. coffee for folks. And the reporter who's doing another piece on the CEO, I don't remember what his name is, where they're talking – they're like, oh, do you want a coffee? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get a coffee. And so the reporter orders a latte and the CEO orders a cappuccino. And the barista makes the latte first and sits it down in front of the reporter. And before the reporter can grab it, though, the CEO grabs it. And the reporter says, oh, uh, that's the latte. That's that's me. You're he's, he's making your cappuccino now. I can see him. And, and the CEO is confused. He's like, well, no, this is what I ordered. And he goes, oh, I thought I heard you say cappuccino. I'm sorry. He goes, yeah, this is a cappuccino. And the reporter's like, no, this is a latte. And then one of, like, the CEO's handlers who's with them during the interview interrupts and and tells the reporter that a funny little thing, a quirky thing they do at WeWorks is they call cappuccinos lattes and lattes cappuccinos. And the reporter realizes it's because the CEO doesn't know which is which and gets it wrong, and no one in the room corrects him. Solid. So everyone's just lying to him because he's worth a ton of money. So there's two things with that. Uh, one, that's awesome. Like, that's awesome to be that guy. We're literally in a room and everyone's like, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Like, are, are you going to correct Corey? Don't do it. Just... Just, I will. I'm gonna call you out on
1: every single time you get something wrong. I
0: always make fun of you. We're just gonna switch the names of these two drinks in the whole building now. Like that is that is the definition of awesome. Like <laughs> so awful. That they're all so enthralled and into like the image and idea of him that none of them want to be like, uh sir, that that is the cappuccino. <laughs> they don't want to correct him I love it I love the whole idea And <laughs> but also uh, if you're ever in a situation where nobody corrects you you're doomed to fail yeah because that
1: means that either they're scared of you they don't want to lose their job or well
0: it just means there's no accountability
1: right yeah they just don't care enough
0: because yeah, listen I mean, as awesome as it would be to live in a world where everyone was too afraid to correct me, I would love that. Um, I am also smart enough to know that I don't know everything, and I'm going to get stuff wrong. Um, and, I, and people need to be able to tell me when I'm not right. Um, but you can, you can definitely bet I would love to live in a world where everyone was too intimidated to tell me next level stuff right there <laughs> tell me that doesn't sound like like someone's weird version of the american dream yeah
1: i want to be worth so much money no one tells me what's wrong <laughs> hey you
0: still got a billion dollars cash when it was all said and done
1: i mean yeah honestly
0: So, like, even though the concept was failing by the end, even though they had screwed up so much, they were burning through cash, and they were going to be cash broke by the end of the year, even with all of that, they still paid that man $1 billion to walk away. That's a good day.
1: I mean, like, and that's that's the the crazy thing about it, because, like, we didn't even explain what WeWork was, okay, so, like, what it was, essentially, it, it... they rent they bought office
0: buildings and then rented them out well yes except they based, they would cram tons of businesses in there because they got rid of the yeah it was like, yeah like it wasn't like a stuff it was it wasn't cubicle it was like community was like
1: entrepreneurial modern and like connected and like it was super hit though like it looked like it looked really cool, cool but then everything fell apart when the fire nation attacked The fire what (laughs) pandemic just came in and rolled everyone.
0: Well, it fell apart before that though. That is when but that is when it was it was it was
1: it was falling apart
0: at the seams and then it tore in half. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean all of a sudden everybody's working from home and no one's using their office space. And you started hearing that the these companies were no longer successfully negotiating. So like in the beginning they were like We don't care what it takes to just get these places packed. So they were signing like leases with like, oh, three months free, five months free, whatever, whatever, you know. And okay, that's kind of a neat concept just to get the people in and let them try it out and like people stay and people did stay because they started to like the environment and and it's cool because you are building these really unique entrepreneurial networks to help each other. Like, I'm sure some cool stuff really came out of it. However, but, however, um. Then towards the end, they were expanding so quickly and looking for people so hard uh, that one of the contract negotiations, they're talking to one of the lawyers, and he's like, listen, they're a small business. Um, they, they think they're about six months from being cash ready, so on this lease deal, I'm going to give them eight months free, blah, blah, blah. But we, it doesn't matter because we got to get them in. we got to get them in because we don't have enough people on this right. building yet. And so the lawyer's like, uh, okay, all right, let's just push it through. And so they did. And then it turns out it's a Microsoft street team that rented it. Yeah. You're like, "Mm, you didn't do a good job negotiating. Right, and tech is in such a
1: weird position because there's so many companies that get like crazy huge before they even go public or put anything that's good out and then they collapse and then no one's surprised.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, And WeWork tells that story perfectly because at one point towards the end there, they're valued at forty seven billion dollars, and then within two months they're yeah,
1: worthless. They vanish basically. into the ether and the guy and the guy that was like the major investor behind it was also the one of the original investors in Alibaba, which is like one of the
0: craziest like growth yeah. stories <laughs> ever But this is a problem that happens is when you're when lightning has struck the odds of it striking twice aren't great. And so, like, if all you're you're trying to do is hit home runs, you're going to hit one every once in a while. But for the most part, you're going to see a lot of weird ground ball failures. If you're at a home run derby, they're nothing. But if you're in a game, they might be of value. And what happens is a lot of these guys are swinging for the fences every single time. So what that means in terms of venture capitalism is – the guy made a bad investment because he was putting together like a super fund that no one had ever even heard of before, the size of which You're talking about tens of, uh, tens of billions of dollars was in this fund. And it was a lot of, it was a lot of Midwest oil money because long term, the, the Middle East has taken the position now that oil is a dwindling asset of value. And therefore, they need to invest in new technologies and new futures. But more importantly, just invest the money in new stuff because they, they need they, they need to find right. New yeah, they can't ride their levels, for right. their right. So they need to find new movement in their economies. And investing is a good thing to do with the cash they have lying around. You can only <laughs> buy so many yachts. And so. They're now chasing the next thing, but the next things have already happened. You can't be the next Facebook because there already is a Facebook. You can't be the next Google because there already is a Google. So this guy is chasing these tech concepts. And they talk about this a little bit in the documentary, but it's super true. Uh, and Mark Cuban's talked about this before too, where if you're just trying to find the next thing, you, you, you got to get out. You can't be in venture capitalism. You can't be um, because you're going to lose more than you're going to win. Uh, what you really have to do is evaluate companies simply on what they're doing, and if it fills a need or if it cre you know, solves a problem. And then you have to find out if the money works. Right. And even though WeWorks did fill a need and solve a problem, the money didn't work. Well, the money was not work, and it
1: it solved a problem that was only a surface level problem because as soon as it was met with any kind of challenge, it completely faltered. <laughs>
0: Well, and also because they kept pushing it into other things that didn't make sense, like like the office space and even the living space to a certain extent, I think is are good ideas. I would totally live in a, in a wee in a wee house from what they were talking about there. Just where like, just where it's like it's all in the same building. House, like... <laughs> it kind of does, but beyond that, when they started talking about like wee education and wee global hunger and wee these are like. Yeah, Uh, they're they're spreading super thin. It's like, are you you
1: even doing anything relevant to any of these fields? Right,
0: like, education isn't something you just crack. (laughs) It's like, yeah, we got Uh, Ted on Thursdays making
1: uh, one Algebra 2 video every six months.
0: He's crushing it! Um, And so, like, they had Ashton Kutcher, and he was, like, an early investor in Uber, and he's like, I know what early looks like, and this is this is exactly the right time. This is a big idea, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, man, but he
1: definitely was yeah, wrong on this. and then course. the pandemic happened, and it turns out you don't need to buy office space at all, because you
0: can just work from your house. Or just leave. Most people, 80% of the workforce, well, and that's what people were doing in New York before anyway. That isn't, what made the WeWork thing, I think, smart was it gave office space to the masses in a way that yeah, they could? Because
1: outside it. of like literal multi million dollar companies, you weren't going to work in an office in New York,
0: right? But every once in a while, you needed conference rooms, you needed workspace. You you didn't want to spend all day in your kitchen doing this. Like going to a workplace really does yeah. change it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it it definitely that was an interesting documentary for sure. Um. All right, we're gonna jump out to a break, and we come back. We got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey Dlg of Nerd Thug Radio. Just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from d and Adventurers League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on this Friday afternoon. We're hanging out here on one hundred four point five and one hundred six point one, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IronBonesStar dot com. How are we doing, Nico?
1: Doing all right.
0: All right, how was that break for you? Everything you ever
1: wanted? uh I mean like good enough, I guess
0: okay, all right I mean good energy
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm alive already blah, blah, blah. yeah, come on man, come on
0: um I guess before we get into anything it's too big here, go ahead and tell our friends about the adventure begins comics games and more.
1: The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more is open and at full operating hours. You are going to need a mask if you want to come inside. And if you want to be a little bit more safe, they do have curbside and delivery options available. Uh, They do have some events rolling back up. Friday, April 9th at 6pm is the Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. Saturday, April 10th at 2pm is the Pokemon casual meetup. And Saturday, also on the 10th, at 6pm this time is Hammer Time. Warhammer and Tabletop Warhammer meetups are back in action. The adventure begins, comes games and more. Fantastic store, wonderful staff, all kinds of stuff that you could ever want. Comic books, gaming stuff, board games, tabletop stuff. It's all the same words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> card tough. games. It's a lot of games. They got truly games and more. <laughs> Games of all kinds. Yeah, there's all there's, tons of stuff there. It's a really cool, fantastic store. Adventure Begins Comic bar, right there at of 1488.
0: That's right. Go hang out. It's a lot of fun. The staff is awesome. It's just great people to be around. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't go there if you're a nerd at all. Real nerds go to the Adventure Begins. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We do have an update on one of the ongoing stories we've been covering because it's an Earthling radio. Um, Deshaun Watson here in Houston. Uh, his lawyer filed a motion yesterday. Okay, and the motion essentially says that. Okay, all right. So there's 22 people who are suing uh, Deshaun Watson. For various forms of like sexual harassment or whatever, but none of them have present have gone to the police. The police have now contacted two of the accusers and interviewed them. Um, but the problem is that every all these accusers have been able to kind of hide behind anonymity while they're just destroying Deshaun Watson in public, right? Um, so Rusty Harden is now filing a motion to basically force any member of a civil suit to have to reveal their name right um it's not uh it's not unheard of it's not unprecedented um it fits within the context of the you know the bill of rights says you have a right to confront your uh your accuser it's one of the reasons witnesses testify in a public courtroom uh with the defendant there in the room um it's it's old school law um and so what Rusty Hard's trying to do is uh, I, mm.
1: Dissuade people from trying? No,
0: what he wants is
1: he,
0: he He's trying to build a defense for Deshaun Watson and it's probably a little hard when these, when these people are hiding behind pseudonyms and, and unfilled indictments. So from a legal standpoint I understand where he's saying I need to know who these people are because I need to be able to vet them and and get into the back. You might find that they've done this kind of thing before. You know what I mean? Like, there's a hundred legitimate reasons a defense attorney needs this information. The reality is, it would be in his favor if more of these names went public because these women will then be harassed and more likely to accept settlements. Right. Not good. I mean, not good, but I...
1: Like, it's gonna happen regardless, and it's disgusting. It is, and it's
0: already happened for the two women who came forward. Right. And, like...
1: Like, I hate it. Like Every part of this is disgusting, because it's just, like... Even, like, if he didn't do it, it's it's a gross, like... Fishing for money. If he did do it, he's disgusting, and then we're bashing these women that literally did nothing wrong. Right. I do think... Every aspect of this is just awful.
0: It really is. You remember yesterday, though, we were talking about how Tony Busby was twisting statements and things like that in the public to try and kind of foment this. Mm -hmm. I I really think I have it in my head right now that since all 22 women didn't go to the police, uh, since he is playing these games in public, I'm inclined right now to really give Deshaun Watson a hard benefit of the doubt.
1: Right. And I mean, like, look, it, it, innocent until proven guilty.
0: And, you, and, you, and, I, and I don't want people to think that I'm not taking accusations seriously. I'm weighing the behavior of all the people involved in this. Um, I, I just think that at least one of these 22 women would have gone to the cops. Right. I mean, 22 is a big number.
1: Yeah, not a small number.
0: The idea that none of them felt like going to the police. And according to Tony Busby, his law firm has turned a few women away who came to him because they could not corroborate enough of their story. Right. Um, I don't know. The story is a mess, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to wind up going exactly like this. We're breadcrumb by breadcrumb in public. It's going to get all played out. And honestly, I think it'll mostly settle before anything goes to court. We were talking about this yesterday, you and I, and I just don't think – I don't think he wants to run the risk of getting in front of a jury or even a judge
1: Yeah, any of his charges. If he does, it's it's pretty much game over. His whole career is gone. Everything he has is gone. Well, it's definitely a
0: gamble at that point. It It goes from – if he settles it, he can control the narrative a little bit. If he – doesn't settle it and goes to court as far as outcomes go it's a 50 50 shot you know what i mean he's either guilty or innocent there's only two outcomes that are possible and therefore there's a real chance that he could come out you know loser of all these civil suits and and or a majority of them or some of them and and then he has to deal with real embarrassing repercussions right because i think one guilty verdict even though it's a civil suit I think one guilty verdict in a civil suit means he doesn't play in the nFL for a while, oh yeah, at least a few years and so i don't i i, I think he's gonna have to settle these. I'm sure that's the advice he's getting, but right now he's losing the p r game and so
1: yeah he hasn't he doesn't have a he lot hasn't of done, he hasn't done p r well in no, a really very hasn't. long time like he like even even before all of this happened, when he was just putting out statements like when he wanted to like leave the Texans, like there were so many ways he could have done it and not been just the absolute worst, but he decided to be like, "Yeah, this place is trash i't even I don't even see a future here
0: yeah he hasn't he like, hasn't played the p r game well and it, and i like it's interesting to me to hear you notice how badly he's handled the p r of it um We've jaded you over these five years.
1: I like I have like I always used to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm tired of it.
0: Well, I mean, listen, you know how you know how the press works now. We 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 around it, we see it, we know we've had conversations with these public figures in, in private settings. We know what it's like. Um he didn't he either didn't get good advice or he didn't follow it.
1: Right. And he's he's just done a really poor job of just putting himself in in good position because it you know, it'd be different if it were someone that everyone's like, Oh, he's a sweetheart, like he would never do this. Or well, like, he
0: is getting a lot of that from people. Remember the eighteen women who came forward and said he didn't rape them.
1: Um Right. But even then, like while yes it is useful and yes it can be of assistance, like it's, even it's even that defense. even that just looks like a well he didn't do it to me
0: and it's like Right. Right. It's not it's not the right that's not how defenses work. Um Right. Like but yeah, even if
1: it was the correct move, yeah, it there was are, not the correct move.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was the correct move. I don't know.
1: I don't know because like, even Tony if it Busby, was like, "Look, Tony here's Busby my credibility." Played
0: into it, remember? I mean,
1: right? Yeah, he was like, he was like on the roll, and like, and only one of them had to be like, "No, it wasn't." Like that wasn't the reason, right? But you know, if you don't see, if you didn't see her statement, and yeah, only, her statement you're only... comes
0: after after Tony Busby's accusations. So even then, he won the day. Because her doing it is going to be later, right? Yeah, I just, I definitely think this is a tough move. I think it's something as the defense attorney you have to do,
1: like you have to, you you have to do it. But it's the worst looking thing on the planet because basically what he, what he's doing is give me your name, so people are going to harass you until you stop. Right? Yeah, that's that's right. honestly his goal, and it's just disgusting. <laughs> It's, like, I can't even say it out loud without just feeling Let's give him the benefit
0: and say it's an ancillary goal. It's, it's extra.
1: Yeah, it's extra. And, I mean, like, I'm not even going to deny the right because, yes, you do, like, it is in the law that you, you can't get accused by someone who doesn't show their face. Right. Like,
0: they have is, to show them. And that is I mean, old school justice right there. That's just, it is what it is. I mean, that's just the way it is, but I, I don't know.
1: I know that there's a lot of people who feel some type of way
0: about it, especially when
1: it comes to sexual assault cases.
0: And when it comes to athletes. Right. Forget like, forget about it. When those two streets intersect, it's it is ugly. Right. Um Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a messy case here. Well how much time do we got here?
1: Uh we
0: got like six minutes. Alright. Um, so a trailer debuted yesterday for Mark Millar's first project with Netflix.
1: Who's Mark Millar?
0: Uh, He is a famous comic book writer. Cool. He did The Ultimates. uh, He did Kick-Ass. He did... Ah, okay. I know who you're talking about now. The Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, a bunch of...
1: Yeah, because he signed this deal a long time ago.
0: Correct. If you recall, basically...
1: I think we talked about that
0: like, when it happened. Yeah, essentially Netflix bought his publishing company. He had started his own imprint and then he sold it to Netflix. And so Netflix owns that comic book company. Um, and so he still publishes with them. But they essentially they, they go through everything that they're working on first. And they mine it for for television projects. But Jupiter's Legacy was like the last of his independent stuff. And it it went to Netflix before the other deal happened. Yeah. And the premise, I'm not a hundred... I never have read it. It looks interesting. Um, Great art. The premise, as I understand it, is essentially... It's not about the world's first generation of superheroes. It's about what do their kids do when their superpowered children essentially inherit a bored a boring safe earth. Mm. So like it's about the superpowered celebrity children of
1: So like a post superhero safe world.
0: Yeah. Essentially if Bruce Shinner is Superman it's about the Kardashians.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, it's is, is on its face. Now, I'm sure there's a ton more to it, but that's the dynamic. That's like the initial thrust, the initial pitch of everything. Um, it's got a lot of famous people in the trailer, a lot of famous people.
1: Is it live action? It is. Okay.
0: Uh, I don't, they don't really reveal a lot, so I, with Mark Millar, whatever he tells you is like, this is the concept that usually is like the first issue, and then there's some huge twist, and you're like, oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, really the big knock, the big problem with Mark Millar has always been, he never finishes his titles on time. Like, the first three issues come out, and then you're stuck waiting for the fourth issue
1: forever. Um... Like, it's like Valve in any of their third games in their series. Oh, is it? Yeah, like, there's Half-Life, Half-Life 2. Left 4 Dead, Left for Dead 2. Portal, Portal 2. There's never a 3. It's like... Uh, yeah, you're right. Team Fortress, Team Fortress 2. Like, there's never... Valve doesn't
0: make third games ever. So, I think the worst example is, uh, he did Old Man Logan. And, uh... The finale to Old Man Logan was, like, a year late. Like, the sixth to final issue wound up coming out as, like, a big double-sized thing. Uh, because it was just so much longer than every... Like, it was so late. Um, Man, I would... I would hate that.
1: That sounds gross. Because, like, but yeah... I mean, I mean, like, I say that, but, like, I like anime. And, like, there's so many shows that do that now. Like, oh, season one came out... Uh, 2016 season two and two came out 2018 season three came out 2021
0: like, oh my gosh yeah no and it's just something he's known for and like you know he'll finish it so like for me i always just wait for the trades on anything he does yeah you're um, just like i'll
1: just i'll get to it when it's over so i can just watch it so i can right. just
0: read it once like uh oh man what was the movie With uh, the guy who winds up playing Professor X later and Angelina Jolie, their assassins.
1: Assassins? I don't know.
0: Morgan Freeman's in it.
1: Morgan Freeman's in it? I
0: have no idea what this movie is. Anyway, that's also a Mark Millar comic book. And when he made the comic book...
1: Morgan Freeman's in
0: it. He basically wanted... That's what it's called, wanted. Ah, he basically based it on uh, Eminem is the main character and Halle Berry plays the Angelina Jolie character in the art, okay? Uh, but the sixth issue, I think that one wasn't too... I think that was only like five or six months for that one to come out.
1: I guess that's too not too bad. too bad. That's still a really long time, though.
0: Yeah, it was. it, it was... It, it wasn't his worst; it, it still wasn't good. But as far as scheduling goes, now these 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 stories always wind up being great. The endings are always fantastic. It's yeah, just at least
1: movie. at least they're not
0: bad, right? It, but they're they are. It is it's frustrating to wait through something. Yeah. Um, uh, like
1: uh, so, this season of Attack on Titan is like that's like the big anime that everyone's like losing their mind over. It's really good, but the the final season. Is split, and there's eight episodes of it or ten, I forget how many, that are out now. And uh, they finished like uh, two weeks ago. They're not gonna finish the season until winter 2022.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a long ways away.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's
0: like wait two years, get Shrek. I don't know. <laughs> Well, the the thing that got me back into Kickstarters was the Mighty Nine, the Critical Role thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just now starting to roll out the preview videos and stuff like that for the first season. That that Kickstarter was easily three years ago. Yeah, but animation takes a long time. That's well, I mean, that's you're you're talking about animation with your Attack on Titan.
1: Yeah, but it's a that's a full blown huge Japanese studio versus. Some guys on a Kickstarter.
0: Uh, Tin Mouse joined in, and Amazon paid for it. So,
1: oh no, you know what? You got me there. That Titmouse Mouse is a real studio, and they're, yeah. they're real, they're real good. I actually really like them. So they make theory, a lot of stuff
0: I like. In theory, this two and a half year wait has kind of been a little interesting. But they basically to, said, like, shout
1: out to Motor City, rest in peace. They basically
0: said, like, when the pandemic happened, they kind of put everything on pause for like six months.
1: Yeah, that, makes, that, that was like a
0: part of the gap, the entirety of
1: every industry ever.
0: Yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see like over time, the the stuff that happens now. How much of it was like, well, because of the pandemic, we did this instead of that, or this. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of decision making where people are gonna be like, well, how much is this is a pandemic, and how much is this because you were lazy because there was a pandemic?
0: Right, like the pandemic's gonna fe- gonna feature it a lot into like. The decision making matrix of how things come out and like how they're created and what processes people went through and stuff like that right typically we would have done this and this but we experimented a little bit because we were all working from home during the pandemic and we just really took advantage of that to try and find a new way you know what I'm saying like it's gonna happen a lot that way
1: right there's a lot of new processes that, that have come out of this well
0: we've completely changed how we do our show
1: that's true But we were kind of already doing this, and it just so happens to work out. We were trending this
0: way, uh, but then we had had really gotten back into face-to-face live shows.
1: Yeah, and I still want to do some. I might just do more solo stuff, honestly.
0: (laughs) I mean, you have all the gear.
1: It's true. I am, the world is my oyster. Oyster is my world? I don't know. If we, uh... That that saying never made any sense to me. It's because oysters are gross. <laughs> the, <laughs> the real the, the real meaning behind that saying is the, the world's a pretty gross place.
0: Yeah, the world's a terrible place. Is really what that saying is. No one's supposed to be excited when the world is my oyster. No one's ever like, look at my oyster. They're always like, look yeah. at this oyster. Ugh. Well, let's sprinkle some lemon on it and use anyway. Um, <laughs> don't
1: know how people enjoy seafood. Sometimes I don't either.
0: All right, we've stumbled through yet another episode of Nerd Thug Radio. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself and The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Same Nerd Thug time. Same Nerd Thug channel. As always, keep working on getting the shot, getting the vaccine, getting going. They say we are roughly at 20% already, and there are some European countries who won't be at that even by the end of this year. Um, Look at that. See,
1: we can be first at everything including the bad stuff
0: spreading diseases and vaccinating ourselves we won both. Um, two time back to back world champ <laughs> we're back at it again bro um
1: that's still one of my favorite american propaganda shirts i've ever seen This is back to back world war champs i love
0: it uh let's wear funny shirts let's wash our hands and stay safe let's stay clean and let's um let's get out of here, man. Fight the power, Black Lives Matter. We'll talk to you guys on Monday at Nerfleg Radio, two p.m. Same spot. Come hang out, with man. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventurers league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all of those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith,
1: former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.